We want to just welcome everybody to our Ignite Wholesale Connect, where uh, you're connected to the best in the industry uh, that we bring on. And we're here with Linza McCoy. So I'm going to let Al introduce her. And also, we just want to thank everybody for being such uh, huge supporters of our wholesale group and coming to Fairway. We never, ever, ever take it for granted that you do business with us. And we're, we're always so grateful. And again, November always reminds me uh, as the month of gratitude, we need to live in that space our whole lives, but especially the month of November. So thank you to all our partners. All right, Mr. Al, I'm going to just hit it over to you with the baseball bat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, as, as you just mentioned, we're so grateful for our broker partners. Uh, we have, we hope that this, this podcast series has been a benefit, has been a value uh, as we go from month to month, trying to uh, bring on guests and, and talk about topics that are really relevant to today, you know, to your business and, and helping you um, progress your business. Um, but, you know, you are the lifeline of our, of our business. And again, great grateful for the opportunity to spend a couple minutes with you today. Really grateful to have Linda McCoy uh, join us in this podcast series today as we feel like there's a, a ton of value in this conversation. Uh, Linda and I go back way back. I, I, I remember calling on Linda as an AE when I'm learning to be an AE in the industry early 2000s. Um, and, and, you know, 20 some or almost 20 years later, uh, it's awesome. And, and I consider it a privilege you know, to, to still have you as a customer. And it's been a privilege and, and really something neat to watch you climb the reins uh, or the ranks within NAM and ultimately end up where you are today, the NAM president. So congratulations on that, Linda. Uh, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, as we get started, you know, obviously I'm going to ask a couple questions. Just It's just you and I talking. We'll, uh, we've got some folks on the call with us, uh, but we also uh, publish this podcast and, and we distribute it out to our customers after the fact. So, you know, you're talking to uh, our, our customer network uh, as we go through this the, the handful of questions. Just want to get out to, to the, 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 the Fairway Nation, you know, talk to us about your, your, your climbing at NAM and, and how you ultimately ended up at this position. How did you get involved with um, the leadership within NAM? You know, I know at the state level, I remember when I, I watched you do that at the state level and then ultimately at the national level. Just give us a little background, your story of, of how you ended up as the president of MAM today. Well, I got into this business by accident, basically. Uh, I was an interior decorator in a little town in northern Mississippi. And one day I realized that my clientele were all dying off. And the big businesses, the big, huge uh, corporations were coming in, buying up all of the land and all of my plantation owners that I was, you know, decorating their beautiful homes. They were all moving away or dying off. So I had to get out of there. I had teenagers coming up and I needed to be able to, you know, make sure that they had a future. So we packed up, we moved to Mobile and I had, well, we actually went to college first. We went back to school to finish and we were graduating and we were going to be attorneys. And we got on the waiting list at Ole Miss after we graduated and they didn't take anybody off the list. So that's how, why we came to Mobile for the summer and went into real estate. And I still, I was working as an interior decorator and a lady walked in one day and she said, we're given a, a, $1,500 draw to be a loan officer. 
And I said, well, I've got three jobs, but my husband only has two. So he'll take that position. So he did. So that's how we got into the mortgage business by accident. And I worked for uh, the big companies. And uh, what happened is they were not helping all the people that I, I needed help. I mean, I had so many clients coming through and they would turn them down. And it's like I had to do something. And I was sending probably eight to 10 loans a month to a broker. And after about four or five years, I thought, we need to check this broker business out. So that's what we did. We moved over and we started being brokers and we didn't have any clue what what that what happens. So I got the Alabama Mortgage Professional Association, AMBA. And I went to them and they had the most wonderful training. They trained me from, you know, a 24 hour course that belonged to them at the time. And I was so impressed with that. I, I learned so much. I, I had to join them right away. And I did that. And that uh, after a little while, they said, you know, I think you might want to, you know, be a director. So I didn't really know what that meant either. So I volunteered and I, I became a director. And as the years went by, I moved on up. And in, in 2010, I became president of AMBA. And I really, at that point, I had, I had gotten hooked. I had gone, they had sent me to Washington, D.C. for what we called uh, uh, a conference there. And I walked the halls of Congress and I knew it was very important. I knew that I was taught in high school, one person can make a difference. And I thought it would be me. And, and it was, and I, well, I was hooked at that point. I knew I had to fight for our industry because things were happening that, you know, that would put us out of business. And if somebody didn't go step up there and start fighting, then, you know, then we wouldn't have a business. So that's what I did. And then after I became president, then the National Association, NAM, asked me to join them. And I thought, Hey, that is such a, an honor. I think, you know, okay, I'll do that. And so I started out, you know, as just on a committee and there's people out there right now. We need people on our committees. But anyway, I started out as a membership committee and worked my way on up where they asked me to be a director. And then, as y'all know, I worked my way on up to now I'm, you know, actually president of the National Association, which is I don't really know how I got here by accident, I think. But anyway, it's uh, uh, I'm still fighting, uh, you know, and there's so many things. And I never knew how busy somebody in this position could be. But I mean, there's really not a lot of time where we're doing stuff all the time. And it's very exciting. But that's how I got in the mortgage business. Well, it's, it's great to hear that, that story. Um, it's also great to know we have advocates like you that, that are out there um, really voicing um, the needs of the mortgage broker, the concerns of the mortgage broker, you know, and, and, and out there in, in D.C. Um, so as you step in this year, I had the privilege of being out at NAM National uh, a month ago watching you um, get sworn in as, as the president of NAM. As you look at 2022, Linda, what what is – you know, your, your mission or your agenda as, as the president of NAM for the next 12 months? We've got so many things going on. It's, it's very exciting. We're, we're starting a new program called Broker Blueprint, which is people that might be transitioning from the bank side to the broker side. We've got a step-by-step -step 
program and the people that might want to start being a broker. I mean, it's really, it's so neat because you're starting from things on marketing, what the elements like, you know, your marketing research, uh, naming and branding your company, licensing, business, insurance, staffing and recruiting, uh, and we're accounting, legal payroll, all, all the things you're going to need to become a broker. And you go to like NAMU on our website, and that is going to give you all the tools you need to start your business. And it's very exciting. That's one thing that, you know, we're doing. We're also starting a future leaders of NAM uh, group because, you know, all of us are, I would say, we've been in the business a long time. We need some new blood. We need some young people. We need some women. I started this women's group. I mean, there's so many things out there that we're doing this year. And we're going to, I don't know if y'all were a part of the summit that we had a few years, like 2016, but we brought the wholesale lenders in together for a summit so that we could pool our thoughts and ideas together so that we can, you know, we could work together, network, just like us when we go to uh, NAM and we're all networking in a group. Well, we brought the industry partners together to do that too. And the and the, uh, all the lenders out there. And it was great. When they first started off, it was kind of, you know, everybody was in a room, didn't want to talk to each other before the day or two was over. Everybody was talking and sharing their ideas. And, you know, what nobody knew what tread was, you know, what, what was going to happen. So, you know, it was really great. So that's some of the things that we're doing for next year in 2021, 2022. I, I really, a membership, we really need to grow our membership. We really need everybody's help. We really need... We need a lot from, from y'all. And you know that I love, I love Fairway. We, like you said, we have been, you know, together for many, many years. Y'all have supported me. Uh, I can tell you just like in, in Las Vegas, and I had to name names because Judy and Al and Josh, you know, all of y'all have been, been there for me. And I just, Hey, I probably wouldn't be here today if I hadn't have your support. Well, and, and likewise, Linda, you know, we wouldn't be here today if we didn't have partners like you out, out in the markets and then that that want to get involved and, and again, lead lead the charge. So it's it's exciting to see, um, you know, you watch it firsthand. Uh, we appreciate you encouraging our involvement, uh, encouraging our involvement in, in the national NAM and, and being, you know, an industry partner this year. Um, so as we talk about you need membership, you need involvement, you need uh, you know, you're, you're, you're um, launching the, the future leaders. When you look at a lender like Fairway, what's, what, what can we do to help the NAM effort? Uh, what would you say, you know, hey, Fairway, it'd be great if, if in 2022 uh, you did this for NAM and you helped support the broker community in this manner? Well, we need industry partners for sure. You know, we really do. And we, and we're, oh, let me tell you, our finances are the best that they've been practically since I've, I've been at NAM, And it's so great because it's, you know, we're there for a while. And I know it's like everyone, we struggle and struggle, but now, hey, it's exciting again, but we are bringing in all these programs and it does cost money to do stuff. And I mean, it's, you know, it's just something that uh, just like the webinars and, and little seminars and things, things like this. I mean, it really helps. 
I mean, helping to build membership out there with your AEs. They're out there talking to other people. Hey, you need to be a NAM member because they're fighting for you in DC. They're keeping you in business. They're giving you these tools to work with and, and that, you know, it's going to make you a better loan officer. I mean, that's, you know, we have all kind of training. We have uh, our certifications out there that sets you apart from other uh, LOs. I mean, if you're certified and you can have, you can put that after your name. We've got like the CVLS classes, which is Certified Veteran Loan Specialist. We have the CCS certification, which is Certified uh, Credit Specialist. We have to cut my phone off. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay. And then we have our uh, our regular uh, like designations, which um, I have like a CRMS. And those, those are things that really set you apart. And you it's not just the, putting it after your name. You really are knowledgeable when you get those certifications. They're not easy to get. So I think it's something. Our education, one of the main things I'm always concerned about is education and, you know, government affairs. Those are my two main things that I'm passionate about, I would say. So a good transition into next next area I want to focus on a little bit with you is, is talk to, you know, really the broker community about uh, the economic outlook as we transition into 2022. You know, a big change. We've been in this, this 18, 24-month glut of refi business. Uh, and, and, you know, it may or may not change cycles, but we're expecting some change. All the forecast you know, are predicting, you know, a, a decline in overall activity. So when we talk about government affairs, you know, share with us some insight about what NAM's outlook for 2022 is and, and you know, what are the, the, the couple of things that you're working on uh, at the D.C. level right now from the NAM perspective? Well, there, that's a whole lot of stuff to talk about there. But, hey, I am so excited about our new lobbyist. I mean, I... I I'm almost speechless. They have had us in one month. We have been on nine, talking to nine congressmen. We've had special meetings with uh, their offices and we've had, um, uh, we've met with Sandra Thompson of uh, the FHFA. She has been absolutely, she listened to us like, you know, that we were, the like she had called us to get our you know uh opinion on stuff it was she was wrote down everything we said she's invited us to come to dc and and be with you know into her office i mean it's so great we told her our issues which one of them i'll tell you uh is that that three percent qualified mortgage rule that cap that we've been fighting for for years and people have told me over and over again you're never going to get that done you're not going to get that done well you know i don't give up i really don't <laughs> i want to keep fighting until we get it and the thing is and we have they're actually listening now about the unintended consequences that's hurting the low to moderate income borrowers and, you know, they before this uh, this year, they're ready. I think it, there's a lot of talk in, in D.C. right now about the low to moderate income borrowers in Fannie and Freddie. And, you know, we also talked to um, uh, 
let's see, Congressman, let's see, I think it was Trey Hollingsworth's office. I think he's from Indiana. He was like a cheerleader. And I told him that when he got through, he, he said more, we didn't even need to talk. He was all about, you know, trigger leads, which is, that's another one. And the qualified mortgage. He's, I think this year we've got a really good chance of getting it done. And that's one of them, but I'm telling y'all that's it's, we have had such, um, I guess I felt like DC is letting us in this year, just every one of them. And we've got, I think we have 30 uh, interviews with congressmen that's already set up. And we have, like I said, it's been this first month, we took office in October 1st and it's been a whirlwind and it's been really exciting. And we are, we're gonna be meeting with the CFPB soon. And we've actually had, um, but I'm going to tell you first, I'm going to tell you the other two that we're telling each one of these offices about. The trigger leads was one of the ones that that they're all very interested in. And, you know, we had that uh, H.R. 5720 that uh, Congressman Lacey Clay did, uh, I think, a few years back. And then he wasn't reelected and it kind of died because the end of the year it came up and nothing happened. But we're changing it just a little bit. Instead of trying to say we're going to get rid of trigger leads because we don't feel like that's going to happen, we want to be able to have our clients opt in instead of opt out. Because when, when they're already sitting at your desk and you're taking an application, hey, the, they, they don't have time to opt out. They're going to get all those phone calls and they get them within hours of us pulling the credit. But if they have to opt in, then they won't get those calls. So that's what we're saying. And the reason why we're saying that that's bad is because just like me, I was sitting here one day at nine o'clock in the morning and I had pulled credit on a lady and I told her, she brought her documents and stuff. And I told her, I said, you know, I'll go ahead and get you pre-approved and I'll give you a call this afternoon and let you know, you know, if you're pre-approved or not. Well, about two o'clock I gave her, I called her and she said, I've already been called by your office. They've already told me I was approved. And I thought, I haven't, uh, who called you? And she said, oh, this nice young gentleman called me. And I thought, I don't have any gentlemen in my office. So I said, I questioned her and she let me know that it was, uh, somebody had called and said, I see mortgage team one had pulled your credit and we've got you approved now. All we've got to do is do another soft pull and and then you send your documents in and she says and then then you're all set to go out you know uh house hunting and i said did you do that she said yeah and then and then i said well that didn't come from my office and she was just you know she didn't know what to think somebody had her information and that's what we're saying these trigger leads lead to. And that's not the first call that I've had from that same company that has called my clients. And they're being sold on the internet for, you know, $50 a lead, but they make you sign up for, you know, some year or, or monthly fee. And it's, it's, you know, it just leads to these poor elderly and first-time home buyers and just anybody that you know they believe but somebody tells them on the phone so we feel like this year we're going to be able to get that trigger lead bill we really do and we've already got um uh, our lobbyists like i told you they're they're a wonderful group we're so excited about them they've already got 
uh, someone that's going to probably be dropping the bill. And we've got all these other people that we talked to are going to sign on. So that's that one. Then we got unreimbursed employee expenses. And I'm sure all you LOs out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, what 2017, that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you can no longer deduct your employee expenses. And hey, we're out there and we're advertising. We're doing all kinds of stuff. I'm a loan officer. I'm a broker. You know, I'm, a, I'm all of those things. So I have expenses. So that's, you know, we're trying to have them treat us like they do insurance companies and real estate agents and people like that so that we can also be able to deduct our expenses. And when we were in the F, talking to the uh, FHFA, you know, she was interested in all of these things. Like she says, she might not be able to be the one that, that fixes these things, but she's, you know, she's knows who people are that can. So, I mean, we're just elated about our, our government affairs. I mean, it's, it's more than exciting. It's exhilarating. It really is. And when we walk the halls of Congress next time, then, you know, we're going to have lots of friends there to, to greet us. We know. It's exciting to hear that, that, that they're engaging with you, that they're welcoming to you and, and, and listening. Right. I mean, that's, that's the biggest exactly. thing you could ask for. So um, you mentioned the, the focus on the low to moderate income borrower. Um, you know, what's and, and having some of these visits over the last 30 days, uh, we've seen the Fannie Mae Home Ready and the Freddie Mac Home Possible. Uh, beyond those programs, I, I, do, do you see anything coming into you know, our production world in 2022 really focused on uh, servicing the low to moderate income borrowers? We're, we're really asking for those things. And, we're, and, and we feel like if they will drop that 3% cap, then you're going to be able to help those people. And that's what we keep telling them because this is the time uh, for, you know, all of us to shine out there. I mean, because we do know, because we're like, we told them we're the ones on the streets that are actually in the neighborhoods talking to these people and the low to moderate income people, a certain amount. When we explain that we actually give them uh, examples. We like, if you're on a, $200,000 how, I mean, two, yeah, the 200,000 sales price. And, you know, by the time all of the fees are added in that three and a half, that uh, 3% caps really only 2.75 and all of these fees get to add up, then, you know, really it, it keeps you from having to being able to do those loans. And that's what we told them. Um, in my area, I, I'll do 150 or something like that and below. You don't make that much money on like an FHA loan or something, but still, if they would drop that, then that's going to open that wide up for those low and moderate income people. You send them to the bank, the rates are higher. I mean, and they, and most of the time they'll, you know, they're not going to take care of those little people like I do, because I love all my little people. They, you know, when I pull credit and they don't get everything doesn't look like it needs to be, I put them on a little plan and make them, you know, where two months from now, you're going to be able to buy a house. And then they're fine, but the banks don't do that because when I was working for the big bank, it's like mortgage triage. No, this one doesn't work. This one doesn't work. But the brokers love our little people. And that's, you know, we take care of them. And that's what we're, we're trying to get Congress to understand. Get rid of that so that we can help these people because we're the ones that are really going to take the time to do it. 
Linda, uh, I have a question for you. What, what's your, your feeling on uh, the new director of the CFPB and, you know, just any advice, suggestions for our brokers that have joined us today? Obviously, it feels a little bit like we're throwback to Richard Cordray days uh, when, you know, he started up the CFPB and it just seems like it's going to be much more uh, restrictive with compliance and They'll be coming after the littler people, I think, this time. I think, you know, they hit big fish last time. I think that they'll probably hit those again. But I, I still think that the smaller, you know, people will probably, you know, get phone calls. Now, in our state, our state banking is, you know, wonderful. And, you know, he would expect a call before somebody came in. But, you know, we don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's. But we will have a meeting with the CFPB and we will try to explain to, to them exactly like we've been explaining all of these things to Congress and, you know, and make them understand that we're the we are, we're all going to take care of all of these little people and, and help them. Maybe they can help us change some of these rules, too. And maybe they'll see us in a better light if we can actually sit in front of them. Good point. Thank you. Al. So you talked a little bit at the beginning of, of, of the conversation, some of the initiatives of NAM, the broker blueprint, um, and, and helping new brokers get started. Um, what advice you know, would, would you give right now to your younger self should you be starting a new brokerage today? Wow. I'm, hey, when I found NAM to begin with, I was very excited, but now it's they're going to teach you how to or give you all the tools to work with so that you know exactly what to do. When you get into not knowing about everything that you need to know, I mean, that's what's scary. But now you've got this thing actually lays out uh, all of your like laws and things like that. And that's going to be something that I really honestly think that's going to help set NAM apart from other associations. The fact that we're actually training these people to do what, you know, what, the, what they want to do in business. I mean, you know, you're going to go on the anti-money laundering, fair lending, high cost loans, consumer disclosures, LO licensing and registration, professional education. It's so, it's so laid out. They've got so much in detail that if they follow this program, then they'll be a successful broker in no time. They won't have to do the years of work that we did to find out everything, you know? It, it's all right there. And so I'm excited about that. So, so your advice would be to get involved with NAM, to get involved with their organizations um, and, and learn, right? I mean, there's, exactly. there's, a, there's a wealth of, of uh, knowledge out there. And, and you know, I couldn't agree with you more is that, that uh, you know, NAM is a good place to start. Um, well, your state association is probably first. And then because they're going to help too. But then you also join them both. I mean, because they're both, you know, going to be able to help you get where you need to be. I don't want to, I don't, because I started there, but, but I got my training, but see, that's exactly the training that I got was from them. So, you know, let's help them. Um, you, you know, I have to ask about this and, and, you know, not to go into, to, to rewind the clock, but you were a huge advocate of fairways back in March and April of this year. Um, and I, I really enjoyed seeing uh, one of the slogans in NAM national all out. Um, so talk to me about NAM's slogan, All Out, and, and what does that mean to you? 
we're all out to help everyone. We, you know, we're all out to, for our uh, government affairs. We're all out for our membership. We're all out for our lenders. We're all out to, to share. We're not, we don't want to be put in a little box where we can only deal with certain people. We think that, you know, it's just like we're in, we're in the United States. We're supposed to be, you know, free to do what we want to do. Don't, don't limit what we can do. We're out, we're out for everybody, for all. And that's, you know, you're right. And when in February last year, I, I did, I stepped out there and I made, made it known that my, that our name and my company and most all of us that are on the NAM board, you know, we want to be able to do deal with who we want to be able to deal with. Don't you know, and I think I love, like I said, I love Fairway. And I'm not gonna, I wouldn't, I would, I don't care if it was the biggest company in the whole world. Don't don't try to tell us what we're what we can do and we can't do. We, we appreciate that support. We appreciate the voice and the advocacy uh, throughout uh, NAM as as we've been dealing with that this year. Um, let me shift gears one more time and 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 you know kind of as, as we wrap this this conversation up, let's just talk about uh, you talking to other brokers right now. Um, as the business does shift, you know, um, managing variable expenses, what 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 you know we've we've relied on refis and brokers are, are notorious for for rising with the refi and and really being, um, active when the refi business is here. Now the business is going to shift a little bit, you know, it, it, what, you know, and I, and I know your broker shop a little bit, you guys, you guys have always focused on purchase business as much as refi, but the broker community in general, I mean, what's, what's the advice to them as we shift into this new cycle and you've got, you know, you've got a, a got to work smarter. Yeah. You got to work smarter for one thing. And as far as the uh, expenses, you got to, you got to start looking at those. We've had money flowing for a while and you got to start, you know, tightening up a little bit because the refis are, you know, they're going to be fewer and far between. They're not going away because you're always going to have people that, you know, want to add another room on, or they want to, you know, send their daughters to, to college or one's getting married, they need money. So they'll be cashing out and doing things like that. And that's one of the things that, you know, you got to understand that you need to start building your your purchase business. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, 1998, that was the first refi boom. Like I said, I've been in business about 28 years. And and from 1993, when I first got into business, the first refi boom was 1998. And I had 322 loans that year, and two of them were refinances. My boss took all the refinances. They were all hers. So I had to hit the streets. I had to, you know, go to uh, realtors' offices. I had to do seminars. I had to, you know, put flyers out, make, you know, home, you know, your, uh, just anything and everything I could do, you know, to get somebody to give me a loan. So that's kind of how I built my business. And Today, I've got, because all of those people that I went out to, those people have sent their people back to me. Keep up with your, your borrowers. Keep up with those people. Send them something. Keep, you know, keep them engaged so that when they get ready to do something else, then they will come back to you. And that's one of the things that 
I think just small things. I mean, we send Christmas cards out every year, handwritten. I mean, you know, to all of our clients. And I've got probably, I've got about probably 7,500 past customers. But I'm telling you, my husband starts. And I, in Vegas this past year, somebody, I think it might have been one of the speakers were ta was talking about Hey, people are going, they need to be going back to mail because people don't get mail like they used to. It's something different. So, you know, something I've been doing all these years now is coming back. So, you know, they always say everything comes back around. But those, but as far as uh, things slowing down, yes, they're going to, but you're going to have to work harder probably out there and try to develop some relationships. And as far as, uh, let me think, um, on there's programs that, that we have at like NAM plus that cut down on, on the cost of doing a loan because it's like, we're calling it the ecosystem. So that's something too, that, that, that we're working on right now. We just got so many things that, you know, that you're going to, if you join NAM, I think that you'll find out that, that, Hey, anything you want's out there. Well, like I said, I, I, it's good to hear. Um, it's good to talk with you today and, and talk a little bit about NAM, uh, hearing what's going on at the, uh, you know, in the DC uh, arena, as well as drilling down to talking about uh, helping support new brokers um, get their start. You know, we've always, and, and, and I'm, you know, we're seeing an aging population of the loan originator and we're seeing some companies really start to turn and, and look at college graduates. Um, so as NAM, as you talked about NAM's programs and helping new brokers become established, uh, does NAM also have some education for you know, new, new loan officers? And, and is that a, a tactic that you'd encourage your fellow brokers you know, to look at developing bringing new loan officers in, into the industry from, you know, from, from college graduation. Yes. And I, and that's the first place I look, I'll go online and, and go to the college, you know, whatever they call that board and, and, and post a little ad about that, because think about it. Our, we're up there with the doctors and the lawyers. We make as much money, probably more. But if you're looking at some of these doctors and lawyers that I'm looking at taking their applications, we're doing better than they are. So and we're licensed too. So I think that they do need a uh, actual college course in mortgage origination. I really do. And we did have one, one college and I have to go back and look that up. That was actually uh, working on that a few years back. And we, I have a course that's almost finished and we haven't put it out yet, but it is a loan origination course. And probably we will be putting that out probably after the first of the year. But we've been thinking about that that probably for the last three or four years. That's been on the agenda. Is there anything else, Linda, that you'd like to share with the group? Um, you know, as, as from the NAM perspective or from just broker to broker perspective? Well, I will just say that. Uh, we know that we've all had it, you know, pretty easy in the last year or so, but we've all been through, if you've been around a little while, you've been through hard times. So now we're going to have to, what they always say, tighten our belt a little bit. And then, you know, 
work, like I told you, just work a little bit smarter. But I would say that joining your state and associations and learning and networking with people, I would say that is one of the most uh, probably uh, the best thing you probably could do if you're actually networking with other like people in the business and you learn from them and what better place to learn and to be able to network is your associations. So. Well, it's nice to get out. I, I know I enjoyed getting out to the NAM national uh, and, and seeing people again. It's nice to, to hopefully be on the other side of this COVID um, curve and, and get out and, work with people face-to-face, meet with our brokers, meet with our customers, you know, and, and cut down on a lot of the, the Zoom and remote and technology-assisted conversation. Um, but aren't really, we glad we had Zoom? But what would we have done if we hadn't have had Zoom? But yes, and I want to thank y'all for being there for me. I know Judy told me, she said, well, when you get to be president, I'm going to come. So she came and she brought her whole crew to... Uh, Las Vegas. And it really was so, you know, so wonderful to have y'all there. Thank you so much for supporting me because like I said, y'all supported me all these years to get me here. And it sure, it was just a wonderful thing to be able to look out in the audience and know y'all were there. Well, we appreciate the relationship, Linda. We appreciate a couple minutes of your time. We, I, After hearing this conversation, I know you're extremely busy trying to balance out, you know, running your business and, and being out there and being a voice for the broker community. But you know, it's really great to, to, to hear what you've got on, on your roadmap for 2022. Um, it's great to hear that we do have advocates and, and those who are uh, so into to helping one person making a difference in, in the lives of others, not just your borrowers, uh, but your fellow brokers, fellow loan officers. Genuinely, we appreciate you. We thank you for your efforts. Um, and, and we wish you a, a great year of presidency as, as, as you lead NAM. Um, well, thank you so much. And I will tell you, one of the things that I am going to do, I'm going to lead like a woman. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm the first woman president in over 25 years. So it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little tough at times because I am going to lead like a, like a lady. And that's, you know, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be a really good year next year. Great. Well, we look forward to it. And, and uh, as I wrap, I just, uh, again, want to thank everybody for, for joining us. Uh, we hope these sessions are, as always, are, are valuable, give you a couple nuggets, um, at least give you some insight into what's going on, you know, as, as our industry partner representation out in the D.C. world. Um, but, but, you know, as, as we try to bring value to our customer base, uh, you are our lifeline. Uh, we appreciate the relationship with you guys. Um, again, longstanding relationship with, with Linda McCoy uh, going on almost 20 years now. That's, that's what we try to do at Fairway. Uh, I you know, talk, talk a lot about where, where our sweet spot is and, and, and kind of have developed this tagline where relationship and, and people matter. That's where Fairway shines the most. So uh, you know, we'll continue this next month. Uh, we're excited uh, about having Dave Stevens uh, join our podcast series next month. Uh, Dave's a, a consultant, um, but a, a really a, a longtime um, industry veteran um, who has served several, several different um, roles and, and positions over the years, being involved with uh, the, the housing administration at one point in time. And now, you know, as a consultant for, for several companies, consultant for Fairway, but he's a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of insight. 
um, you know, that, that we'll just pick back up on, on a lot of things that Linda talked about. Um, but Linda, um, again, appreciate your time today. Uh, we want to support you. Fairway wants to support NAM. Um, you've given us a couple of areas that we will. Um, we will continue to be an industry partner throughout 2022. Um, it's exciting uh, to, to spend this time with you and, and hear what you have on your agenda. So uh, good luck with that. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and happy holidays as, as we get into those months. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you so much. All right. Good afternoon.